0: So I do love a little bit of palace intrigue. But we should understand what's going on at the palace. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Eric Berman joins us right now. Chief political correspondent here at 93 WIBC. Also a former Jeopardy champion. People need to remember this. My, my They need to remember the genius that is Eric Berman. This is the fight over the idea of calling a special session. This is now in the hands of of the Supreme Court of Indiana. You have the General Assembly saying, we can call a special session. You have the governor saying, no, you can't. It's not in the Constitution. There are ways this plays out and creates possible other problems. Take us through the basics. What made the General Assembly go down this road? What is the governor's argument? And then what is the court saying?
1: Yeah, so this, well, to get to the the easy one at the end, we don't know yet what the court will say. They had oral arguments yesterday um, they'll rule at some point. Um, they probably won't linger with it too long, but not too long in court terms could be a few months. Um, so we'll see what they end up saying. But this is the debate that uh, that goes back to the pandemic. Remember the pandemic hit in Indiana, what was just starting to to show up in Indiana. We hadn't even had the first death when the legislature adjourned for the year back in 2020. Um, I, could, I can remember talking to Todd Houston at the speaker's rostrum after they had uh, adjourned for the year. And uh, all of us were asking, so how does this affect the budget next year? There's a pandemic brewing. And said, yeah, that's a concern. Nobody saw just how much this would explode literally a week later. And so about a week after that was when the lockdowns began and the other emergency measures that, uh, that weren't lifted until last month, with the uh, w- with the passage of some final tweaks uh, to the law. So two years of emergency declarations, the first eight months of which happened without the legislature in session, and so when the legislature came back last year, there was an argument of Look, we we want to be able to have a say in this. We we should be able to convene and review. Those emergency declarations. And so what this law does is it says if there's an emergency and the legislature is not in session, the legislature can call itself back into session. The, the, The legislative council, which is eight House members, eight senators, can hold a meeting and say, hey, we're coming back. So that passed over the governor's veto. The governor sued last year, arguing that, as you said, the Constitution doesn't allow it. There's only one person in all of Indiana who can call a special session, and that is the governor. The legislature, basically, their argument is, well, it doesn't say we can't. It doesn't specify that only the governor can do it. It says the governor can do it. Therefore, we figure we still can. So that's the case before the court
0: as you talk about at the piece of wibc.com which is a must read to get an idea of what's going on here because there's a power struggle conversation there's a a constitution conversation there's a lot uh, to this and and this isn't a question about your 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 political point of view this is a question about a what does the law say and then b what do we want it to say there's an argument that the amendments from 1970, as you write about, give the legislators the power to set the time and frequency of 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 their sessions. I want to know how that's being. Uh, argued, and then you bring up how there could be an issue now with Technical Corrections Day. So they have this day where they're able to, if if they got the language a little bit wrong, right? They they didn't dot the i or cross the t. They can go back and correct that in new legislation. That's also this year going to be the day that they work to override Governor Holcomb's veto on House Bill 1041. So uh, first things first, talk to me about some of those other arguments that are happening about the General Assembly's rights, and then. Are we about to see a technical corrections day that gets kind of blasted out of the water? I
1: don't think that's... A, well, let's take the other, other part first. In terms of what this case turns on, this is very much about constitutional interpretation and, you know, the a word that comes up in the law a lot that uh, several of the justices mentioned in their questioning yesterday, the plain meaning of the words. You know, when, when you say sessions does that imply that you can have more than one session in a year when you say frequency does that mean how often they they meet in the course of a session or in the course of the year what did you mean when you wrote this and they look back what one of the arguments that governor holcomb's uh, attorney made is look this was debated in 1970 they can, in the legislative history they considered Should we explicitly say the legislature can call a special session? Um, And they elected not to do that. Um, The solicitor general uh, who handles constitutional cases for Attorney General Orkida, his argument is, yeah, they didn't say that because they decided to go bigger, that this would cover that and more. So that's where the argument and several related ones uh, come from what did, what did they mean when they said this were they trying to go bigger were they trying to go narrower and that's what the court's going to have to decide the technical corrections day issue i think is the, maybe the most fascinating thing to come out of yesterday's arguments because the the basic sides have been set since before this bill was passed. You know, the, the governor was issuing warnings for months saying, I don't think this is constitutional. And the legislature said, well, yeah, we think it is. And those same arguments have played out uh, in the lower court and now before the Supreme Court. But what no one has really suggested until this point is does this endanger Technical Corrections Day? This is a law that was passed in 1995 where they can come back for a single day, and they can uh, and they can deal with as you mentioned typos where where it's serious, where it's something that can't wait. Um, you you left out a knot that was supposed to be in there, or you put an extra zero into an appropriation, or left one out, or otherwise you had the the words didn't say what the words needed to say, and we need to fix this before it takes effect. So they've been doing that for 27 years, as you mentioned. There's one coming up uh, next month. It's also a day where they can deal with veto overrides. And a couple of the justices raised the question, if you're right that the legislature can't call itself into session, does that mean that you can't call technical corrections day two? You had uh, at least one justice arguing, uh, look, these have to rise and fall together. If if, uh, if they can't do the one, then it makes no sense that they can do the other, and if they can, then they can Um The attorneys on either side take uh, sort of flip positions on this one. Um, the governor's attorney argues, no, that that's a different thing. Technical corrections say is an extension of the regular session. The law is written that way. We're not arguing that that's unconstitutional. The attorney general's office is arguing yeah, it is the same argument and we think it's going to cause chaos if you throw this out because that means you do have to throw out technical corrections day and we think that's an absurd result. So that's a fascinating that there could be collateral damage here depending on how how the court rules and you know A lot of questions get raised hypothetically in a Supreme Court argument that aren't about to show up in in a ruling. But the fact that this even is on the table makes for a fascinating legal discussion.
0: Is there, in your view, a sense of the court? Sometimes after oral arguments from the Supreme Court, there's a sense of the court. There's an idea based on the questions that were asked where they might be leaning. As you watch this uh, unfold yesterday, is there, in your view, a sense of the court?
1: Uh, not at this point, no. Um, of the five justices, there was one who seems pretty clearly on, on the side of, yeah, this is unconstitutional. You can't, this is a power reserved to the governor. That's one vote out of five. The other four um, either were relatively quiet or were asking some pretty sharp questions on both sides of this issue. So I'm not sure where they're going to come down on this.